Hello, my angels. I hope you're well. I am back in my studio in London. Well, it's in my house, but I'm basically back home. I was in Australia for the last six weeks and it was honestly so amazing. And it was quite an emotional leave to come back. Like on the flight, I was literally crying. Like, I don't know, Australia just makes me so happy. But I'm grateful for all the opportunities that are coming to me. Like and that are basically happening in the next four months. I have so much going on. And so I'm just, you know, to every sweet, there's a sour. So although the sour is leaving Australia, the sweet is that there are so many exciting things coming and I'm just here to soak it all in. Anyways, I know on my last episode, I basically talked about, you know, body image and healthy kind of ways to think about your body, food, gym, all of that stuff. And I also talked about the fact that I didn't have, you know, any crazy New Year's resolutions because I think sometimes it can cause overwhelm. And, you know, I've seen some things online and how people are feeling and, you know, myself too, but because I didn't create any crazy New Year's resolutions, I think the overwhelm for me has been a lot less. But I've seen online that people have felt quite overwhelmed in the month of January, just because, you know, people put a lot of pressure on themselves, you know, after the Christmas and festive season, we think we have to bounce back or we have to get straight away in routine. And yes, routine is great and doing things that you enjoy and make you feel good are great. But yeah, sometimes we put too much pressure on ourselves. Now on that kind of wavelength, I, you know, coming back from Australia, I got my journal out and for like an hour and a half, I was just journaling on the plane. It was so cute, taking my time, eating food in between. <laughs> and I just kind of wrote a list of things that I kind of want to work on slash focus on for the next upcoming months and hopefully establish the routines and behaviors so that it can become more of my lifestyle. And one thing I want to say is that all of these things, I'm almost like an inch off them being an established routine. So the things I'm listing aren't crazy things that I'm not doing already. Like I'm already doing them, but I just want to focus on them a little bit more, almost like my priorities. And I feel like whenever I come back from a travel period, I learn more about myself and also coming back, you know, you're getting back into routine a little bit more. So I'm able to think about what I want to do. And so I'm just going to share some healthy habits. And I don't want you to feel overwhelmed if you don't do any of these things. And I don't want you to feel like you have to do them. They're more just there for like inspiration and sharing some ideas. If you want to choose one thing or take on a few things or change some of your focuses, potentially for like a healthier one, I'm not really sure, but I just wanted to share them. One thing I want to note is that these are coming from a place of love and feeling like they'll support me and they're like loving things to do towards myself and not a form of punishment. I'm not here to be perfect. I don't believe in falling behind. doesn't matter if I don't do these things every day. I see it more as like healthy discipline. As I know, pushing myself to prioritize these things will benefit me. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to get straight into it. The first thing, and this is my absolute main priority, is sleep. I don't think we understand 
how much sleep benefits us. And my goal is just to get over eight hours every night. And I know in Australia, it always happens in Australia, I never get eight hours of sleep. Um, I think, you know, it takes a while to like settle in the routine. And I think if I wasn't in travel mode, I potentially would have like a better routine. And I know like if I go back or when I go back that I'll be able to get into a better like nighttime routine. Cause the thing is, is you don't realize what time it is. And then you're like, oh my gosh, even if it's nine o'clock, if you want to wake up for sunrise, you're not going to be getting eight hours of sleep. And so coming back, I really want to establish this. So no matter how much traveling I'm doing or wherever I go, this is something that I can take on with me. I, I really like waking up early. That's something I love about Australia. And so I've kind of decided, you know, 5 a.m. works pretty well. Like in Australia, you're waking up at like 4.30 or 5 or 5.30 is like, well, six is a sleep in. <laughs> but for me anyways, the reason why this can work is because in the evening, I don't have too much to do. And so getting to bed for like nine is quite like, not easy for me, but it works. So I don't want you to think, oh God, I've got to wake up at 5am, but I don't have enough time. Like just do what works for you. Even if that's 8am, that's amazing. For me, my aim is eight hours of sleep. So wherever you can fit that in. And the reason why I'm focusing on this, um, there's a few reasons. First one is recovery. You know, I'm marathon training at the moment, I'm high rocks training and sleep is such an essential part of recovery. Your muscles, your aerobic system, everything kind of adapts and recovers while you sleep. And so I, what I don't want to happen is that come to marathon race day and I go, I wish I did more and not necessarily within the training, but in terms of recovery. And I don't wanna think, yeah, I didn't really sleep every night or I didn't recover to the maximum amount. So that is one of my main things is recovery of my body. Another one is energy levels. You know, I wanna be energized in my day. So getting enough sleep is so, so important for that. And the last reason is my mood. Your nervous system regulates itself when you sleep. And that's sometimes why in the day, if I'm really overwhelmed or let's say I'm emotional or I'm really tired or I'm in a bad mood, sometimes I just knock myself out. And Well, I don't knock myself out, but I just try to take a nap. And yes, I wake up like a little bit sleepy, but it really does kind of help my mood. And I just feel like if I had really bad anxiety and I go for a little nap, um, it really helps me. So yeah, that's why I kind of want to really prioritize my sleep so that every morning I'm waking up on the right side of my bed, um, right side of the bed. I don't really know which one you go for there, but yeah, mood is a big one for me. And you know, that's a reason why I exercise and I do lots of things for myself is that it regulates my mood. If I'm in a good mood, life is better. And it's not saying that I've always got to be happy or that emotions aren't going to come in or situations aren't going to trigger me. They are, but if I can do the ground like foundation work and get my sleep in so that I'm at least waking up in a better mood, everything will go better. I'm more motivated to work. I'm more motivated to like work out, to even just have like downtime in my evening because I'm happier. So I'm like, I'm not feeling like I can, should always do more work or 
I'm not good enough and all of those things. I think my body image is better. So yeah, sleep is a big one. In terms of getting out of bed, I saw a, well, I put a question box up on my Instagram and someone said like, how do you get yourself out of bed? Obviously the first thing is making sure that I'm getting those eight hours. So obviously if I go to bed late and I put my alarm on for five, it's not the greatest idea. And pushing myself to get up when I'm so exhausted, it's not gonna happen. And that, they're the times where I have a little sleep in or if I've like been busy and I've had to go to bed late, I just, I'll just put my alarm on later or just let myself wake up when I need to. But on the days where you know you've got enough sleep and it's just a bit cold and you don't wanna get up or it's just easier to lie in bed, I literally lie there. And this is what gets me out for like my long runs when I need to wake up early. It, it sounds so silly, but I lie there and I go, this is discipline. And I just repeat to myself, this is discipline. Get out your bed. And I just get up. Also just other positive things like you've got this, you can do this. Um, I commit to my commitments. Those kind of like little affirmations. Also just saying like three, two, one, get out of bed um, really helps. So yeah, and also having something to get up for having purpose whether that's you know making a yummy breakfast and you're excited so you want to get out of bed whether that's you've got like a gym session planned or a run planned you know whether you've got a pilates class or you've got work or whatever you've got having a little bit of purpose is going to help you get out of bed my next priority is recovery and i briefly talked about it in the sleeping one or like prioritizing my sleep um, but recovery is probably my second biggest aim. As I already said, when it comes to race day, I wanna know that I've done everything around, not just the running sessions, because especially with running and even just gym, it's not always about just the session and pushing your body, it's what you do around it. And doing things like rolling out your muscles with a foam roller, stretching, doing warm-ups before your sessions, doing cool downs, um, having rest days. Also for me, taking my supplements. And what I really wanna establish in this period is taking my greens, creatine, cordyceps, which are basically like mushroom supplements and they help increase the functionality of your heart and lungs by increasing the body's ATP. So it's just like a kind of recovery supplement that I take um, and also my electrolytes after a run. Now at the moment, I'm pretty consistent at taking my greens and creatine every day. I made it my New Year's resolution. That was like the one thing I did do and pretty much taking it every single day. I think there was one day where I missed it. And then also when I traveled like the last two days, I didn't take it um, as I left it. I left like my leftovers in Australia. But other than that, I'm pretty consistent with those ones. So my next ones to really focus on are my electrolytes post run. I was pretty good in Australia, but I noticed there were some times where I just didn't take it after my runs, um, but they're so, so important. They just help bring back like the sodium levels and they give some really good, almost like vitamins and minerals, um, essential things for your body to recover. And then my mushroom cordyceps supplements, I'm very on and off with them. And so I'm just, I'm just gonna focus, you know, when I take my greens and creatine while I'm drinking it, I'll just use that to kind of swallow those ones. So that is something that I kind of want to focus on taking those things. And then the next thing that's like part of recovery from my training sessions is just making sure that my 
fueling is on point making sure that there's not long periods after exercise where i'm not eating which i don't really do anyways because i'm such a hungry gal that i'm always finding a little snack but prioritizing carbs like carbs have definitely become my new best friend especially in australia you know getting them in all my meals post-workout pre-workout snacks and also prioritizing protein for muscle repair and I think a lot of people sometimes think that running you don't need as much or something like that. But Ben, the CEO of Runner, which is one of the companies I'm an investor in, and I use the app um, and it's great for running plans. Like I have a code, literally code Anna, gets you like a two week free trial. But one of the biggest pieces of advice he told me was don't forget about your protein because while you're running, your muscles are literally breaking down. And so after a workout, you wanna be getting carbs and protein in. And so that's just something that I've really kind of like ingrained in my routine and something that I wanna continue doing. So my fueling is already pretty good, but it's just one of those parts of recovery that I need to keep on doing. And yeah, like I kind of already said this, but it's not just the training sessions, it's everything else around it. And if I'm rolling, stretching, taking my supplements, sleeping well, fueling well, I know that in my sessions, I'm going to be able to train harder and push myself more and have more energy to do it. Therefore, make more adaptations, become fitter, rest again, recover again, go at it again. And I'm going to feel more confident when I come to race day that like I'm going to be able to hit it. And even if I didn't have a race coming up and if you don't have a race coming up or a competition or anything like that, I want this to be taken past my marathon while I'm training just for those long-term girls, supporting my body, all of that stuff. The next thing that I wanna focus on is keeping my space tidy. I am known for keeping it tidy for a tiny bit and then I get busy and I don't wash up straight away or I don't put things in my dishwasher. Every time I get changed, I throw my clothes on my floor and then I put a new outfit on and then I forget and then I get to my end of my day, I'm too tired to do anything, I don't put anything away, it builds up. And then either I just crumble or a friend comes around and tidies up for me or just something like that. And I just wanna be able to support myself. And I know that it. I really, really benefit from when my space is tidy. I feel clear headed. My mood is so much better because if there's a lot going on in my brain, if I wake up and everything around me is tidy, it, there's almost like nothing else adding onto it. Whereas when I wake up and there's a few things in my brain and I've got mess all around me, it just, it's in the background that it's something else I need to do. And I think there's a few ways that, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm like, right, I'm gonna be tidy, I'm gonna be tidy. And then it's like, okay, well, you're not. But I think giving myself more downtime to be able to feel like I have enough energy to do it. One of the biggest things that I do is when I get really busy with work, I don't prioritize having downtime in the evening. Like I'll work all the way up till dinner and then after dinner I'm shattered. So I just wanna like sit on the sofa and watch a movie and then, or not even watch a full movie, but just do something that requires nothing. Maybe like FaceTiming a friend or something and then go to bed. And so just switching off that little bit earlier. And also when I wake up, obviously I'm gonna be waking up earlier, like 5 a.m. No one's really awake. And so I don't have to be on my phone. I don't have to 
kind of be around for anyone. It's like my time and just allocating time to kind of tidy up from the night before, but then also in the evening, tidy up from the day and just practice putting things away straight away. Like it only creates a positive cycle when things are tidy. And so that's one of the things that are gonna make me happy. I've been pretty good so far. I have only been back for less than 24 hours from Australia. I haven't unpacked yet, but I did tidy my room today and the bathroom. Living room's a bit of a mess, um, but I tidied up after dinner, so that was a win. I haven't washed up my blender from this morning's smoothie, but I did put it in the sink. So small wins, you know, these are routines and behaviors that I wanna build because I wanna take this on to adult life. Like how on earth am I gonna have children when I can't even tidy up after myself, let alone kids with the same genetics as me and probably messy little scruff pups. My next thing I wanna focus on was definitely inspired by Australia. I was absolutely treated by home cooked meals pretty much every day. Yes, like we'd go out for food and like I'd make a yogurt bowl in the morning, but I wouldn't say that's like cooking home cooked meals. Like I'm kind of talking about dinner and stuff. And it became routine in Australia to kind of plan what we were having for dinner, go by the ingredients, make time and space to cook the dinner. And as I said, they were cooked for me most of the time. Um, definitely near the end of the trip I was like helping out more I was kind of like stopping work so that I could like cook and prepare things and it just it was I don't know it just felt so loving to be able to have a home-cooked meal and although I'm back in London and I'm by myself I live alone I really really want to keep it up now I don't want you to think that I'm I'm not eating dinner let's say previous to this Australia trip, it was just very, very last minute. I had a routine of, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, where I would work up until dinner time where I was very hungry. And so the last thing on my head was I'd have a relaxing time to cook, prepare. So I would create these last minute meals. It was like girl dinner, but actually fueling, if that makes sense. Um, whether that was a bowl of oats and a piece of salmon or I don't even know what I would have. I literally can't remember. Or I'd get Deliveroo a lot of the times. I'd get sushi out for lunch pretty much every day. Like I would just kind of get meals out all the time. And it's definitely not a bad thing, but it's just so loving to make yourself a meal. And so I feel like the way to tackle this is address the problem that was happening, which was me working to a point where I was really hungry and then didn't feel like I wanted to cook and just switch off a bit earlier, which is gonna help me anyways in lots of different ways, just switching off earlier and unwinding. But if I finish at like five o'clock, then I've got enough time to kind of make dinner, not be like ravenous um, and take my time, create something. And also I feel like it's such a nice thing to do. You're kind, it, it's like an active meditation and you're just chopping things, you've got music on. It's just quite like a wholesome thing to do. I also think it's such a nice way to be creative. And yeah, like when I was, I, I cooked dinner last night for me and my mom. So it was my first night back and I literally cooked a meal and it was so coded to get a takeaway. Like come back from a flight, my mum comes around, there's no food in the house. Oh, we'll just get a takeaway, like a little delivery. 
But no, we walked to the shops, we got some groceries and I made her a Thai green curry soup. It was honestly delicious. I posted it on my story this morning with like a link to the recipe and I'll probably, and I'll probably uh, add it to my food inspo highlights. So you can just like tap through and find the recipe or something. Um, but it was like a one pot dinner when you don't want to cook, but obviously it's still cooking. And it was so delicious. I had leftovers just before this podcast and it's 10 o'clock. So it was almost like my second breakfast was Thai green curry, but it was so good. And I genuinely think I'm going to make it like, oh my God, I could eat that every day. I'll probably get sick of it. And maybe that's what I'll do. Just make the same meal a lot. And then once I get sick of it, make a new one. But even just like two, three times a week, I would eat that. Um, so I was really proud of myself for doing that. And it was so fun. Like I, I felt creative and I felt wholesome. I think naturally too, obviously I cooked yesterday with my mum. Well, I made it for my mum. So there was less, so there was less, so there was less, so there was less leftovers. But I think, you know, I'm cooking for myself. I live alone. I'm gonna like cook a good amount. So I have leftovers for like lunch the next day or something like that. Um, and I think I get in quite a good routine of that. And it also means that when I am busy in my day, normally lunch, I'll just get out because I don't feel like I have enough time to cook in the middle of my day. So if I have leftovers from night before, that could work really, really well. Also, I want to get like loads of cute Tupperware. Well, I already have some, so I probably don't need more. But and like section it out and, and like pop it in the microwave when I'm ready to eat it, like cook it the night before put it in little tubs. I could also get little jars. Well, I've got jars again, but I can make like overnight oats for like three days, like the next three days and then put it in my fridge. And oh, I'm just so excited for this era. I think it's also so rewarding to cook for friends when they come round. And so it'd be nice to like have friends over, cook a meal for them. Especially the fact that a lot of my friends obviously support me so much and they kind of know like when I get busy that I get stressed and overwhelmed and I have a few like, amazing friends who really support me in those moments, even when I don't want to ask and I don't ask and they just come around and they're like, shall we, you know, shall I, like I've had friends come around and cook me dinner. I've had friends come around and tidy up my house. Like I really do have an amazing support circle. People know kind of like the way that I push myself with things. And sometimes they're like, okay, Anna, you need to chill. But I think it'll be so rewarding to actually be like, do you want to come around and like, my place is already tidy. And would you like me to cook a meal for you? Like, I really, really want to do that. So I'm kind of excited for that. And a fun little fact, I've never eaten so much pasta compared to the last six weeks. The friend that I was with um, in Australia, he literally made so many pasta meals. And I guess I didn't realize that I didn't actually eat too much pasta. And, you know, in your like recovery journey, you obviously get rid of fear foods as you go along. And I definitely got rid of pasta as a fear food. like. I would happily, if I make spaghetti bolognese, I'm eating the whole bowl, I'm not thinking twice about it. If I go out for dinner and I want pasta, I'm gonna eat it all. If my friends make me dinner, like I'll eat it, not think anything about it. But I guess having pasta loads in that six weeks made me realize I definitely don't have pasta this often. And I don't know whether maybe because I wasn't cooking meals, proper meals for myself already. So because I wasn't really, making anything proper anyways in that way of like 
a whole new recipe. Maybe I wasn't having it. Maybe I thought rice was a better like thing to make or because I have a rice cooker, it's easier. I don't know what it was, but it kind of just unlocked this other thing of realizing that like pasta is amazing for you. Like it's literally fuel, it's energy. It's so quick to make. And I've just kind of decided, not even decided, like I am such a pasta girl now and I love it. And so I just thought I'd share that because sometimes we don't realize that we still have like a few things that are not fully back in our routine. Like how many times have we have pasta when we're kids with our family and then we grow older and then it's just like, sometimes we'll just naturally like not have as much of it. And I wasn't actively doing it. I just didn't realize until this trip. So it was quite nice to like have so much in one trip and it made me realize like, there's nothing, like there's no reason why I can't, like, I don't know, it's inspired me to have more. Another thing that I am taking away from Australia is to watch sunsets and sunrises weekly. In Australia, I made so much, well, I think a lot of people in Australia, but you make so much effort to get up for a sunrise or a sunset. I think knowing that you're at the beach and it looks beautiful always helps. But the thing is, is that we have beautiful sunrises and sunsets in England and just getting into like a little open space to watch it is so nice, but I definitely don't do it. And I remember when I was, I had two Australia trips in 2023, one in October and one in December. And so when I was back in November, I already made it a little bit more of my priority and I went out for some sunset walks and it was so lovely. And so it's just one of those things that I wanna prioritize again, um, just to get out. And it does take a little bit of planning. You have to tell yourself, okay, I'm gonna switch off at six so I can go walk. And well, actually sunrise is like 4.30 over here now. Um, so like just getting out for that time, creating a little bit of space around it, or even sunrise, just being outside for even five to 10 minutes, even just like watching it from your window. It makes me feel so calm and they make me feel so happy. And I'm not saying it's an everyday thing and it's not a chore. It's more just prioritizing it weekly. Like, oh, I haven't seen sunrise or sunset for the last three days. I'm gonna allocate some time to watch it today. Another thing that I'm gonna be working on is the fact that I don't wanna isolate myself in my week anymore. I work for myself. So firstly, I feel very, very privileged that I get to create my own schedule and that I get to be flexible. But it also means that I can go a whole five days with no human interactions. And yes, I'm saying hello to the lovely coffee barista who I get my coffee from in the morning and pass a few people in the gym. But in terms of hanging out and creating moments, like. That is something from Australia, which I really, really love is that in like every single day, are you kind of, there's a period where you do something wholesome with someone and, and, or you're at the beach and you're like, oh, do you want to come to the beach with me? Or you plan to have a barbecue evening, one evening or something like that. And I definitely in England just go like the whole week and I'm, and I'm like, nope, I've got no time to see friends. I'll see them at the weekend. And I just wanna make plans with my friends in the week and the weekends. Obviously my weekends will be more kind of interactions with people as I have more time, but even just like one thing a day where I'm seeing someone. And again, that could literally be going on a run with a friend or working at a coffee shop with a friend, going to watch sunset, having a little movie night, 
anything like that and again it doesn't have to be every single day like I don't even I don't even know if today I'm going to see someone because I have therapy after like I have a call after this and then therapy and then I need to do a few bits and bobs but if I can see someone that would be great and I think another thing is that I used to feel that I couldn't take any time off in the week in that kind of nine to five time of your day and obviously before nine you don't really have plans like I'm kind of just like doing my little routine and after five I'm kind of getting ready for bed and so yeah I thought I had to be online and be at my phone to respond to things whether that's my team or brands and since Australia I've learned that everything still runs when you're not online all the time due to the time zone and it's not the fact that that's my aim to like not be online all day but to know that I can take two hours out of my day to go see a friend and nothing disastrous is going to happen to work and I don't know you know maybe if some of you guys are self-employed you know that feeling of I've got to do more I've got to do more I can't take time off I've got to be available all of these things and to actually know that no you've created a life for yourself that you want you know being self-employed reap some of the benefits that you can go off at certain points and see a friend or go do a run with someone or also not have to be online at every moment of the day and the way that's going to really work and especially for me is that if I'm keeping organized myself if I'm communicating with like the people I'm working with if I'm having calls, if I'm catching up, if I'm replying to things, if I'm on top of things, I'm gonna be able to feel like, okay, well, I now need to take this time away and do something for myself, I'll be back at this time. Whereas when I'm not organized and I'm not replying to things and then suddenly I wanna go off and then people are like, where are you? And all of these things, that's when it can get a little bit scruffy or a little bit muffled or feel like I'm not doing something right. Alongside being organized, communicating with my family and friends, is definitely something I want to improve. And I think I've got better, um, but it's still something I'm aware of. And it's not my biggest strength. You know, I do prioritize work and then I feel busy and I feel overwhelmed or I feel stressed. And then I, my time to stop is then by myself. I forget to call my sister. I forget to call my mom. I forget to call my loved ones my 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 friends my friends who support me and it's never intentional and I hope well I know that majority of my friends know that and that's why we've been friends for a long time is because not like they know what I'm like but they know that I'm trying my best and my best is good enough that's something that I always repeat to myself is that I'm trying my best and my best is good enough even if some people don't appreciate it or whatever and it's very few people or sometimes I can notice but I genuinely try my best but I think something that could help me with like calling and all of those things it's just kind of like scheduling in my calendar like I use my google calendar for work and what I'm doing in the day and so if I can block out 30 minutes a day to call someone and I think the hard thing is, is that with friends to go, hey, do you want to call on Wednesday at 3.30 p.m.? It, it's not weird, but it's something you do in business and something that's very normal for me to do with my team or brands and stuff like that. But I don't know if I tell my friend that I'm going to call them in a few days at a certain time, whether they have a calendar or use it or will remember or think that's weird. But for me, I know that would kind of help because it's kind of blocked off in my time. And so I don't know whether... 
it's best to just tell them at the beginning of the day, hey, wanna call it this time? And then I just put it in my calendar there. Um, but, or even to, let's say, call my sister at the same time every day on a Friday. Um, and I talked about it to my therapist and I was like, I just, I feel bad. I don't feel like a good enough sister. I don't feel like a good enough daughter sometimes, especially when I hear comments from my family. Um, and she was just like, you are trying your best, okay? Like you, it's very easy sometimes for people around you with different lifestyles, they have different expectations. And for them, if they have loads of time in their day, if you don't call them in a week, they could be so confused and like, oh my God, they don't love me. Whereas in my world, it's like, oh my gosh, no, like I haven't done it intentionally. It is literally like I've been so busy and whatever. And she goes, the way to kind of help yourself in that situation is to organize it. Like tell yourself that every week, like on this day, you're gonna call, let's say your sister or whatever. And so that you can become more consistent and not have to think about it and forget about it and think about it and forget about it. And then suddenly realize it's been three weeks and you haven't called anyone. Um, so that's another thing because I feel like communicating with people around you is such a nice thing to do to catch up with people. And yeah, like I love being there for people around me. And sometimes I don't reply to a friend who's messaged me three times in a row. And it's not because I don't wanna speak to them. I know for a fact that like, if they called me like a couple of times in my day at random points, and if I was free, I'd pick up that phone right there and then, or if they text me saying, hey, I'm really struggling, can you call? I'd pick up that phone straight away. Um, so it's things like that. But again, I can't expect people to continuously reach out if they think I'm giving a vibe that I don't wanna be contacted. It It's just, it's something for me to work on. Um, but yeah, I don't know if anyone else struggles with that, but it's definitely something that I struggle with. And then the last thing, it's similar to kind of like cleaning and stuff. Um, but I really wanna give my home a little spring clean. I'm in such a mood to get rid of so much stuff. I think coming back from Australia, I've realized, well, I don't use that, I don't use that, and I just don't need it. And I feel like letting go of things allow new things to come in. And I really don't have that many winter clothes. I literally, like, Every day that I was back in November, I was back for three weeks in England. It was straight into winter. I had no autumn phase because I was in Australia before that. And I had no winter clothes. And I was literally wearing gym clothes every single day. And I was still freezing because obviously what's a sports bra shorts and a pair of trackies gonna do with a scarf? Anyways, I wanna go winter shopping. But before I do that, I kind of wanna let go of loads of things. And yeah, within that, it will allow me to have just a new wardrobe but get more quality pieces rather than quantity um I don't want to like shop too much through fast fashion like I'd love to kind of just get some more like staple pieces that I want to use I also might have some exciting news coming that may or may not affect me spring cleaning my house and getting rid of things that I don't need but I'll share that with you in due time if that's again due time is that right I don't know um, but yeah, I'm kind of excited, but I haven't really, I have processed it, but I don't know. I'm kind of focused on what I've got coming up at the moment. But yeah, I hope that, you know, this was more of like a wrap up of what I journaled yesterday, just in my own little world. And then when I sat down today to edit, I was like, not edit, um, plan my podcast. I was like, what do I want to talk about? And I was like, you know what? I've I've made some good little goals for myself recently and things I want to focus on 
and I just thought I'd share them. So let me know if you found any of them helpful or even if you have any tips, like if you've previously struggled with cleaning and then now you found a good routine, like just chuck it in my DMs. I have a, a podcast Instagram and you can just like send me a message through there. Also, if you enjoy my podcast, I'd absolutely love if you could give it a little rating. There's like a little stars button and you can like pick how many stars you want to give me. Um, and yeah, that always helps. And I'm just so excited for this podcast. It's been two years now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, two years since I've had this podcast. Well, nearly two years. And when I was sitting at the coffee shop this morning and I was planning my podcast and I was so in my zone, I was like just in a little bit of a flow state with a little coffee in my hand, listening to some cute music, typing a few notes down. And I was like, I feel so privileged that this is my life. And sometimes I feel that, you know, I'm not studying or testing my brain or, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not studying. And that was something that I absolutely loved. And I kind of realized, you know, my podcast is such a great way for me to organize my thoughts, learn new things. And it inspires me to go out and learn new things so I can share it. It gives me purpose to learn because obviously learning things is such a great thing anyways, but when I feel like I have other priorities, I like I haven't sat down to go study things. Obviously there's times where I'm really inspired to get better at running or learn about a new way of training. And so I'll watch some videos and I'll research a few things, but it's just kind of an exciting thing to have where it's a way for me to continuously share my journey and inspires me to learn new things. So I can share it with you guys. And yeah, I'm just so excited. It's probably one of the most consistent things and my favorite things within my job. Doesn't even feel like a job. Like I don't even monetize it. Like I just, I just love sharing with you guys. And yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I've got a call now with Alex and then I'm gonna go, well, I've got therapy after. I never know how I'm gonna feel after therapy. I could need a nap for an hour and be knocked out with emotions or I can feel so hyped up and I go do my next thing in my day. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get back into routine of things and take along those things that I've learned from Australia. So I'm sending lots and lots of love. I hope you have an amazing week. If you're not having an amazing week, I'm sending even more love and I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.